and welcome to another edition of Griefed. I am your host, Johnny Tiggs. With me, as always, my partner in crime, uh, the Han Solo to my Chewbacca, uh, Alex Kovios. Oh, pleasure to be here, Tiggs. Thank and, you. And it's uh, and don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> That was that was a terrible Wookie, but yeah, that was, that's that's twenty seconds in, and then I'm already waking Wookie sounds. Okay, uh, so Alex, how's it going? Okay, all right. Uh, how was uh, how's Brooklyn? Bro- Brooklyn, Brooklyn's doing 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 well. Um, the bar below me is not making too much noise, nice. but I just um, I always heard motorcycles at night, and right. I finally was like uh, walking around outside the other day, and I saw there's like a proper motorcycle club. That like hangs out in a building like a couple doors down from me. Really? Like they have like patches on like vests and everything. Jesus like, they, like like, like the Hell's Angels or something like that. It's just like hanging they're out. They're like the something de las muertes, and they're like they really? have like skulls on the yeah, and they look like they're gonna kill someone at any moment. It's like Sons of Anarchy is happening right there, and I never knew it. Holy crap! Did you go over and talk to him? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Sweet hog. Like, do you guys like podcasts? <laughs> Can I interest you in a podcast? <laughs> what did you think of Soul Calibur? So wait, so is this just like a random building that they're in, or is it like a bar that they hang out in? I I don't know. There's a private club. Okay. Quote unquote, like it's just like a empty bar all the time, but as a sign up that says private club, I'm wondering. If that is where they hang out, if that's like their motorcycle club, that that would that makes sense. Oh man, you, we got to figure out a way to like to get in, there. like make them make believe that we're like motorcycle gang members and just like I don't think that. No, no, we wouldn't. But you know, well, like I'm just I I wonder if Ron Perlman's somewhere in there. Oh, that would be awesome. What would you what? say to Ron Perlman if you like saw him and? Like what? In general? Yeah. Like if in general, if I ran into Ron, Perlman, like ran into Ron Perlman on the street, I I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, it's like um, say, I really like Hellboy. I mean, Season of the Witch was alright. Oh God, did you see that movie? <laughs> of course, I saw Season of the Witch. You kidding me? I love that Ron Perlman doesn't even try. No accent, not at all. He's just Ron Perlman. Yep. And he's just like making wisecracks half-heartedly. But that's like you have to expect. Like when he was signing the contract, he's he's just like going through. It's like uh, I'm not going to do this accent, and you're just going to get Perlman. That's Even it. Nick Cage is trying. <laughs> Even Nick Cage is trying to do it. Like Nick Cage barely tries to do anything these days. You just see the look of defeat in his eyes. But Ron Perlman is just like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing it." He's <laughs> like, "Look, I'm doing the movie. Isn't that enough?" Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I showed up. I showed up for these two weeks. I, Come on. <laughs> I watched the best movie. of all. This is going to derail for a minute. No, but uh, I watched the best movie of all time last night um, right. on Netflix streaming. Like me and uh, my, my new roommate, we were just, um, I was eating a, uh, a side dish of rice as a meal. Excellent. And, um, I, and uh, he was cooking food. And I was like, uh, let's watch a movie. I'm like, crap, we just um, uh, stopped right on the like suggestions for like horror movies, and I uh, picked one called Dream Maniac. Dream Maniac. Dream Maniac. One word. Yeah. One M. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's about this heavy metal songwriter nice. who summons a succubus for some reason. Right. Just like he has a dream of this naked chick, and then the next scene is him just pulling out a book of satanic verses and summoning her. <laughs> Like he just had that lying around. That's awesome. Well, he is a heavy metal songwriter. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then his girlfriend shows up, who's perfectly fine, perfectly nice. Don't know why you'd summon like a evil like sex demon when yeah. you have this perfectly nice gal. 
Uh, and and she's like, thanks for letting the sorority party happen here. What? <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a sorority party happening. So, and only six people are there, though. Oh, that is the saddest sorority party. And there's a one girl that's like the rich one. And she's like, my name's Francis. I went to school. Not British shit. <laughs> and there's one girl that's like, there's no phone here. What if I have to call my broker? What? It's amazing. Is that, is that a thing in sororities? I guess they have broke, but it's like so late. Like the market is closed. Like what would your broker do? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like it is clearly dark out. Um, but that anyway, amazing. you have to watch this movie. And, okay. and I just, I really want to give away the three twist endings that it has. No, do not. Wait, wait, one more time. Dream Maniac. Dream Maniac. It has three twist endings at the end in 30 seconds. Each one which negates the lads. Oh, sounds amazing. All right. I have to put That's... this next Netflix queue pretty much immediately. Oh, can I please say what they are? Yeah, just, you know, yeah, just, just spo- yeah, spoiler. Don't to watch it. Spoilers for Dream 1986's Dream Maniac. Um, at the end, it turns out everyone's dead except for the girlfriend and like her sister or something like that. And then this guy just comes in and goes, sorry, like, you think that the succubus is like a succubus or whatever. And this guy in like, sorry, one of our patients escaped. Hope she didn't cause any trouble. She wasn't a succubus at all. She was a mental patient. What? <laughs> then it cuts again. And it's the main guy who has got, who turned evil because of the succubus and helped her kill people. Obviously. He is like, like the, the heavy metal guy is like wearing a suit and a slicked backed hair. And it's him saying, oh, what do you think of my screenplay? Oh, my God. <laughs> so then the whole thing was just a screenplay. Oh, my God. Then there's a knock at the door. What? And it's the succubus. What? <laughs> As the succubus? Or just yeah. like, oh, my God. Okay. You sold me. I'm going to. All right. Yeah. No, I'm the watching that tonight. Amazing, like, that, that's incredible. It's got a freaking awesome soundtrack, too. Really? He's just like, this guy's supposed to be in heavy metal, but like the only, like, there's, it's just synth pop the entire time. There's oh, no Jesus, heavy metal. No- <laughs> and the best part is, like, he's the beginning. He's like, he hits it up like, and I see him just like, yeah, all right, that works. Like, nodding his head and writing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you sold me. No, you sold me. Don't even, that's all we need to say about Dream Maniac. <laughs> Uh yeah. Other than that, I I cooked uh two entire tofurkey roasts last week. Nice. How are those? Uh, all right. Tastes yeah. like fake turkey. It tastes like fake turkey, so it doesn't taste like real turkey. It. I don't have a a concept of what real turkey actually tastes like anymore. But right. like one of them apparently was kind of authentic tasting. The other one looked better. Okay. It was just like a log. It was. Jesus Christ. Not appetizing looking. Anything that comes in a log is usually just unappetizing. Like logs themselves. Yeah, exactly. For for instance, what logs. Che- what about cheese logs? All right, well, cheese logs are... Well, but that's like the exception to the rule because anything cheese is good. Like, no matter what. It's just like, yeah, I'll eat that cheese. I don't care. I don't care how old it is. What, four days under my bed? That's fine. I don't care. And then it's just like, what is their cheese doing under my bed? And that's just like a whole new, you know, closet of skeletons that I got to open up. Yeah. Do you, do you like soft cheese? Oh, yeah, just soft cheese. Yeah, of course. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> so, what have you been playing, Alex? 
<laughs> what, what's up with you? Oh, uh, not too much. I, just, I, feel like, I feel like I just spilled a lot of beans. <laughs> I um, let me. I, I haven't watched anything that she, like that. I did watch Hannah. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I thought Hannah was really good. I thought it was good too. Yeah, it was very. That that girl was insane. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, playing some video games, you know, just the usual, uh, and yeah, just working a lot. And it's still, it's like almost yeah. one month into the new job, so still just kind of. Have you made any friends? Yeah, yeah, I've made some friends. Yeah, they. Uh, well, at least they laugh when I talk. So I'm not sure if I'm telling jokes the whole time, but they laugh at me, so that's good, right? You should check to make sure your fly is 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 closed. All right. So can I tell you that my fly has been unzipped probably I don't know like 20 times in the last week. I'll just. Be like I, sitting at my desk, and I'll just be like, "Why is my fly down?" I have a I have a pair of pants that like a fly like I throw away the pants because the fly's not working anymore. Okay, um, but I continue to wear them to work. Awesome. <laughs> and there's no not awkward way to like zip up your fly. No, no, it's it's awkward no matter like even if there's no one around, it's awkward. I don't know. I mean, uh, I just, I, it makes me think maybe I should go to button flies. See, I was thinking that too, actually. I literally had that uh, revelation in the bathroom the other day. I was like, this would be so much better if I just had a button fly. For, for some reason, there's something emasculating about button flies. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm beginning, I, I think we should tear down that wall, Mr. Want- Gorbachev. All right. Yeah, let's say let's, hey, you got to start somewhere. You got to tear down walls. And you know what? I'm, I'm willing to tear down that wall with you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, <laughs> how about video games? So, all right, yeah, video games. yeah, let's let's tear down some video game walls. What have you been playing since the last time we spoke on this podcast? Uh, well, as a follow-up, I, I beat um, To the Moon. Oh, nice. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, they inject, I guess, a bit more gameness at some points at the end. Okay. Uh, like, nothing substantial. It's really still about the, the story. Yeah. And there was a couple moments where I thought the story was going to lose me, and then... It just sucked me back in. Really? All right, very heartbreaking yeah, touching re- tale. It was. And I right. was a sucker for it. And, okay. and again, barely a game, but I think it's, you know, for eleven bucks. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. It's it's good. And, it's a good deal. I think so. And you know, I, I stand by. I, I want there to be more, you know, storytelling. You know, that guy who who did wrote that game, Ken Gao, I think is his name, he should write for more games. <laughs> More game writing. That. Are you listening, Ken? This yeah, is, Ken. This, we're we're pleading to you here. Write some more. No, I just thought that, that you know, it did well at injecting, you know, nerdy stuff and at the same time, you know, keeping it emotional and keeping it funny. Keeping Excellent. It, uh, but keeping it real. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else I've been playing is uh, I played some Serious Sam BFE. Nice, nice. As, a, as I uh, foreshadowed, Last week, by saying I was going to install it, yes, um, I did, and I played about two hours or so of it, and yeah. it's pretty good. It starts off slow, which is weird for Serious Sam. I mean, you don't get a gun for a little while, right? You don't get a gun for about twenty minutes. That's weird. But you saw the hammer, and you're still like killing shit with a hammer. All right, well, that's... but it's weird again not to be running backwards, right, and just shooting stuff the whole time. Um, but you get guns, and uh, they feel pretty good, and it's. I mean, it's a game that's good for short bursts. I mean, I can't, like, the, my first time sitting down with it, you know, I got through all, like, the tutorial or so level, and for that, I was like, okay, I'm good. And I came back a few hours later, played, like, another 20 minutes, and kind of did that on and off for, you know, a couple of days. Okay. 
and I think that's kind of the best way for me personally to play it. I do like that it does, again, it feels as much like an old FPS as you can do now. Like, right. they've injected, like, they try to inject some story into it. Doesn't, no, d- Doesn't don't work. care. No, but don't no, care. No, it's you a serious Sam game. Just let me show yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like the, you know, just feel arcadey. You move fast. That's cool. And you and you jump around and you, like, uh, you know, you, you find a, there's, like, 17 or so hidden things in the first level. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just, like, hidden out. It's hidden ammo, hidden everything. Like, it's just, like, there's shit everyone reason to kind of go down the <laughs> corridors and explore and okay. uh yeah I, I think it's fun uh i mean i hear it gets pretty hard later on and there's definitely got to the point where there was so many headless guys running and screaming at me uh yeah it just gets got a lot of, got a little out of hand but uh i liked it and, kinda, and what kind of guns are they uh touting for serious sam nowadays i'm still pretty early on so it's kind of standard fare like okay. i had rockets okay. uh Pistol, shotgun. Okay. Um, and so big ass hammer. Uh, nothing like outlandish yet. Okay. Um, uh, but still fun. Um, I'd say other than that, I just actually today was playing some Happy Action Theater. Oh, sweet! The the new Double Fine uh, Connect game. Yeah, you know what? It's cute. Um, really? I was playing it by myself. I was going to ask roommate. if you were playing it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was playing by myself while my roommates were trying to watch Intervention. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, this just sounds like the most depressing possible scenario to play this game in. I've got sticklers in my hands. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> and at one point, like, because it picks up, like, everyone, like, it was picking up when my room was just sitting on, you know, uh, a chair. Right. So, like, I would be, like, in this one that you're just, like, there's, like, it's, like, snowing. And if you stay still, you freeze. And then you, like, if you move, you, like, you, you, you like, break apart the, like, the ice body that has gone on around you. All right. And you get snowballs at people and stuff like that. So I was just throwing snowballs while they were getting, like, Take it into the sad world of this family. Oh my god! What? And the one where you just like stand there and it dances for you to like swing back and forth. Yes, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that that. So it's pretty good. Is that what you're saying? It's pretty good, and you know what? Like that is a game that you get drunk to, right? Or no, actually, you don't get drunk to it. You get drunk and then go to it, and you just like turn it on when there's a bunch of people there. I get to see that being a lot of fun, and I was just like, you get. 10 achievement points just for picking a uh, an activity. So they don't you know, take it very seriously in that okay. department. Good. Uh, so I think it's cool. Like a, a game that's going to take itself too seriously. No, From everything I saw that game, it was just like, this is going to be batshit insane the entire but time. But I like the one where you just like take pictures over and over again and you like can interact with like the picture that's there so it's kind of like remember like science museums when like the thing would like take pictures of your shadow yeah 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 move around and keep doing that it's like that but like with proper pictures and okay. uh so again i was just like doing that at my roommates that's awesome <laughs> that's that's actually kind of awesome i wish i had a connect because that would pro i would i would definitely buy that and like gunstringer like just yeah it, i think the connect is you know i mean i diss the connect a decent amount because it's pretty easy to right yeah um but i also like it a lot and not having move and you know just having connect um i do like you know a good deal of the functionality for it when it works and i think that you know just the fact that 
you know, it makes no happy action theater makes no sense. It's just random shit. And I think that like, you know what, I'm glad to see, you know, connect working with serious games is great, but also something that just like is like, fuck it, this thing's weird and let's just do weird shit with it. Nice. I mean, but that's what I think that's kind of what the connect needed. And just to like just I mean, I guess it's it's more more than a proof of concept, but like it's just saying like, look, this thing actually can do a lot. And we're going to show you, like, it, it can track, it, it can, it, you know, it's just, there's a lot of functionality in there that you don't see very often just because, I guess, of how difficult it is to really uh, program for it and, and to get it to all just, like, sync up correctly. But they they just kind of took all the parts of it that, that might actually break, and they just turned it into a game. And well, yeah, and I think there's an inherent problem with trying to build a game for technology. Yes. I mean, you see that a lot of times, like, things trying to bring themselves over to the Wii, to the Wii and stuff yeah. like that. Like, that was something that, like, everything just ended up being waggle. Like, there was that period mm-hmm. when just, like, you just shook, you could just beat games by shaking it. Yeah, yeah, and, like, like Jumper. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you know what? This is just like, you know what? We're gonna embrace the weirdness of it and, you know, not try to shoehorn like, anything serious. Just fun. Um, but also, I was, uh, Playing a few rounds of Gotham City Imposters. Oh, sweet! You you're, you're in the beta for that. I am. Nice. I am. How is that? Um, it's okay. <laughs> no, no. Long that, that pause. Was a, that was a pregnant pause, but like, it's gonna be interesting to see. See, that's a game that I could see being cool if it's supported and people get into it. Right. Um, like downloadable games, especially on console, live and die pretty quickly. Right. And then, I mean, um, it's only gonna be fifteen bucks, and it comes out next week, I think, or. Yes. Uh, and it's it's interesting. It's it's you know it's kind of Team Fortress esque okay. in terms of you know the way the classes uh, you know kind of uh, just standard like uh, you know soldier scout heavy medic sniper right. Um, the interesting part of it is the traversal stuff, which I don't know if they get quite enough use out of, and I think it's probably the most novel thing is that each class has a kind of a different way to move around the map. Yeah. Uh, the soldier has a grappling uh, hook that you can just kind of stick onto any surface. So you can just kind of shoot it across and, you know, kind of, you know, much such as Batman, um, you know, kind of zip over to something. Okay. Uh, the heavy has like a... Uh, I think you can change loadouts. I didn't play... I didn't customize too much. Uh, so I think you can shift these things around. This is the default stuff, uh, as a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> the heavy the heavy is like a glide. So if there's vents with, with air and trampolines, and you jump on those, and then you can kind of glide over to different stuff and do like a dive bomb attack. Um, and also, the like I think it's the, the medic and maybe the scout. Um, I forget what the scout is. Uh... Medic and rollings, so there are uh, you know ramps for some reason throughout the uh, the the maps, and you'll just skate across those and just shoot across them, and you know go different places. So I think that's kind of the interesting part is that you can move around in a lot of different ways. Nice. I mean, there's a lot of things that are just kind of you know standard team-based first-person shooter fare, uh, but for the most part, it seems like it works pretty well. Um, awesome. I'd be curious how well it's purchased and supported. I think that's going to be kind of where it goes, um, you know. But it's not bad. I think like I, if I had like a group of people that were like into it and committed to it or something like that, I think I wouldn't have a problem with 
you know, saying, hey, go ahead and get this game. Um, but I think right now, you know, try it out while it's in beta. Um, I know, I think it's free for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's free right so, now for PlayStation Plus. Um, so I think it's worthwhile to, to check out. Um, I think that it's going to be interesting to see where it is in a month. Cool. Uh, other than that, just kind of wrap it up with um, a bit of WWE All-Stars. Wait, with, uh, uh, with what? Say that again? A little WWE All-Stars. <laughs> nice, nice. How is that going? It's great. Um, yeah. It's so much fun. It is. The- Who's your preferred wrestler? I'm playing a lot of Stone Cold Model Kogan. Nice. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's pretty standard fare, I think. I mean, yeah, when I had it, I'd gotten it from Gamefly, and I was pretty much just going uh, Hulk Hogan the whole time. It's just fun. I just I loved those games, like the WCW NW Revenge era. Right. That was great. era of wrestling games. Yeah, and that was like it is that, and I think that's great. Um, other than that, I played a little bit of Digging Rig. Oh, nice. Yeah, so did I. Uh, the free downloadable. Um, how would you describe it? Like it's just you were just getting materials. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're just. You're digging and you're sending those materials back up to your like home base and you're just purchasing new stuff to dig better <laughs> and then you just keep digging. Yeah, no, it is. It's really addictive. I I was actually at first um I thought it was gonna be a little bit mundane and I was just kinda going through and I hadn't actually upgraded anything yet. Um and then I realized that I could and I started up upgrading my drill uh and just and uh, my jump pack so I could fly and things like that. And the game just it just kind of opened up. It was just a lot of fun. It just I, like it was almost hypnotic to just keep drilling down the rocks. It was like I could you know do something else, or I could just keep digging these rocks right now and digging the rocks one. Yeah, and, and I you know I, I sat down thinking I was just going to try it out and ended up playing you know a couple hours of it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of um, a, a testament to just you know it's got that almost. You know, the way you play like a pop cap game, yes. and you just get kind of sucked in. Yeah. I mean, granted, not those games gameplay wise or anything like that, but yeah. just in terms of the way it just sucks you in right away. Yeah, where you think um, it's just like, oh, wow, three hours just passed. That's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and, and last but not least, uh, still go SWOTOR. All right. How is SWOTOR going for you? What level are you now? I'm level 11. Nice. Uh, All right. So, so yeah. It's not in terms of how fast you move, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's still pretty good. Got a companion. Um, nice. Finally, off the, the starting planet. Something on their people uh, now, which is nice. That's good. That's always a positive, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's pretty, I think having a companion just made it so much better. Uh, just because, again, like I said before, it was kind of hard at the beginning planet for, you know, an agent, uh, an agent like me. Right, uh, yes. To get people together and start a group and all that stuff and just having the companion there just took care of all that. So yeah, so the companion kind of makes it okay to be playing this multiplayer online game by yourself? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It takes care of things like I was saying before. It was kind of frustrating that like, there would just be guys attacking me. I was just trying to get through stuff. Um, the companion will just take care of them. Nice. Um, and I just don't want to bother with, you know, uh, old measly guys that'll just start shooting me along the way. Right. Uh, yeah, they they to you know, crafting and, and all that stuff for you, uh, so you can just send them to do things. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm kind of keeping my path and going, you know, further down it. So uh, it's good. Um, I'm liking it. Uh, I think that 
again, it's going to be one of those games that, that the main fear that a lot of people have is, you know, what happens when I've completed most of my story. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not making any long commitments to it, but I'm still liking it a lot. Nice. Uh, I, 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 I think I'm the perfect demographic because I like Star Wars and I like MMOs, but I never got sucked into them before. I didn't play a lot of World of Warcraft, didn't touch it. So, like, kind of getting on the ground floor of this, uh, you know, I think that's the kind of people that they want. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, you are, I'm pretty sure you're the crowd that they were going for for this one. I mean, and so am I. If I had a better PC, I would totally be there with you right now. Yeah, and the story's good. Nice. I, like, it, it is like, it is Bioware standard fare in terms of mission, but that's good. I mean, yeah. it's like, you, you start off getting set to do something, and then it turns out that it's really the good choice is not doing the mission. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> That's like the Bioware twist on everything. Oh, isn't it though? It's like, oh, that guy told you. Oh, he's evil. It's like Why there, there are so this? many shades of gray that literally you should just be sitting at home on your couch and you would be the well, hero. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because, like, it, I mean, when you look at a different choice, it highlights whether it's going to be good or bad. So, like, it actually goes into the aspect. Pretty much, it was like the top. Of the when the bottom is the uh, the bad one, the yeah, yeah, just being non, <laughs> you're just being non yeah. Uh, it's like instead of that, they like mix it up sometimes, but they still will highlight with a, an emblem if it's good or bad. So okay. if you know which path you're gonna go down, you you don't really have to think when you make choices, which I think is kind of. It, I think there's almost fun if they mix it up and you actually change what you did. But I think you'd have people in like a riot if they were committed to being perfectly good, and they chose something that later again, like it turns out, like oh, that's a bad thing to do. Uh, you know, I think like the aim of business gamers probably wouldn't, wouldn't go over well. Right. I think it's just a safety crash. But yeah, still going strong. That's right. Yeah. Oh, me. All right. Uh, let's see here. So first off, I finished up Bastion finally. Oh yeah. Yeah, which was really good. Uh, I liked everything about that game from beginning to end. And, you know, it wasn't as long as I really thought it was going to be. Uh, I guess that's why I ended up taking a break yeah. in the middle of it. But I mean, it's still happy. What, five, six hours? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Like, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's a good size for downloadable game. You get the new game plus pretty much immediately. Uh, and it's a good story. You know, it's it's just like, you know, about just like in this, this one place in time and... and uh, like the war that's going on between like these two factions and what like one person thinks is right and and it's just it's it's told beautifully uh the the entire just everything about the game is is rather incredible just the art style just uh how you traverse the worlds uh the the humor that's being found within the game it's all just great um there's I mean, I, as far as like Xbox Live downloadable games go, I think the only game that I would probably recommend getting above Bastion would be Braid. Like that's the only game that I think could really well, compare to Bastion. I, I think both like live in the same world in yeah. terms of you know like artistic integrity. Yep. Yeah, I no, definitely. Like that and like maybe Limbo. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but like even like more than Limbo, like I would. I mean, I love Limbo, but I would still, I would say, you know, play unless you're like, you know, I guess really goth or whatever. You, you, I would go with Bastion and Braid before I, I would be like, yeah, no, you can go to Limbo. 
Uh, no, I, I agree with you 100. Um, that Batman in is probably the best of the games. Yeah, yeah, I would. Definitely. I do like like. I think it is a certain place in my heart for being like one of like, you know, a few years ago, really getting hard. Like what was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh uh, God. It, um. Just but like, whichever. Yeah, but like, I think that at that point, like that, being like the first big turn for those downloadable games yes. on consoles. Um, Sarah Stone just revving a motorcycle. <laughs> I know, I can hear it. It's actually making you sound better. Like you're not glitching out now. <laughs> uh, glitching out before? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't even tell me. No, you were you were deep into a monologue at the time. I couldn't bear to tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> I don't get why. Why do you rev for so long? Is, like, is there like a? It's like a peacock showing its feathers. Uh, okay, and uh, welcome back to the Grief Podcast. Sorry for that little technical interference. Uh, I, I I had to beat up some bikers. That's what. Hey, hey, if if that helps out the podcast, then then you just gotta do I what think, you gotta do, man. I think I need to get the tough guy image. Yeah, that's that's how you're gonna do it. Just beat good up good podcaster, bad podcaster. That's all right. That's what we're playing. That's that's our game. That's our game from now on. <laughs> then the end turns out we're both bad podcasters. <laughs> I think that's the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's let's. So, what else have you been playing besides closing the book on Bastion? Yeah, closing the book on Bastion. Although I did, I will say that I I started New Game Plus pretty much immediately after finishing Bastion. That was it was just compelling to go right back to it. Oh, uh, another game, uh, Renegade Ops. So we we actually played some Renegade Ops not too long ago. Yeah, uh, we're playing that together. Yeah. Um, the game's still great. The game is still great. Uh, weird hiccups with my Xbox Live uh, connection, but besides that, that game is just fun. It is just going I mean, around shooting stuff. It didn't really matter. No. The only time it sucked when I was just like, Tiggs, I need that help. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> like, I heard that like right after I would collect everything. <laughs> No, I was actually getting weird lag. Um, with so that. was I. Uh, you would be j- jumping around the screen. Uh, yep. There was a couple times where, like, your uh, your car was just going back and forth in the same spot over and over again, and I would like try to drive over there, and it would just knock me off the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Um, you would appear ahead of me, and then like behind me, and then completely off the screen. Yeah, yeah, not the same thing. Yeah, and then like it would just so happen that you were like way in front of me shooting things, and enemies weren't attacking me. Like they were all just going straight for you. <laughs> That's why I was dying. Yeah, That's probably why you were dying. Huh? What are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get up. Still fun. Yeah, if you don't, that is another great, uh, not even just Xbox Live Arcade game, but downloadable game that came out last year. Um, yeah, it shits on everything. Avalanche Studio, uh, Just Cause, people. Just a great use of the Just Cause explosion and engine. And also play Just Cause Two. If you have not played Just Cause Two, you should really play Just Cause Two. That game, yeah, that's for you. That, that game is. You could literally have a podcast just on Just Cause Two. That game's amazing. There are so many mods for that game. That, um, and I need to install like one. I think is like a like a, there's like a Spider-Man mod that turns your hook into just webs. Nice. 
Which I would like. I would love to have Avalanche make the next the next Spider-Man, Spider-Man. game. Just the, the, like just in ju- it, like it would be just cause three, but instead just reskin. Oh, what's the what's the guy's name? Rico is that- Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so reskin Rodriguez, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that. Um, would be awesome. did, you, did you see that new uh, screenshot for the Amazing Spider-Man game? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks granted. Phoenix looks like they're going to the you know original, you know. Spider-Man movie game format okay. before, um, which was the NeverSoft ones. Right. Yeah. 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 That's where. Yeah. Great. Spider-Man two. Great. Tony Hawk um, actually programmed those games. In case you didn't. Tony Hawk himself. Yeah. Exactly. We have made that Bam Margera. Uh, <laughs> helped out. I think we made the joke of Tony Hawk programming things like every time. We've only had two pa- podcasts, and we've already used the same joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just make that a running bit. All right, just, time. just constantly guys, mention Tony Hawk. You guys are on the ground floor of this <laughs> bit, which is going to go far. From now on, if someone's like, who made this game? You're just like, Tony, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk, obviously. Um, but the new, the new uh, Amazing Spider-Man game, the color palette is Mirror's Edge. Really? Like, look it up. Look it up right now. Look up the Amazing Spider-Man screenshot. Okay. Uh, game screenshot and tell me that's not like the Mirror's Edge color palette. I mean, but like thinking of how Mirror's Edge was, I could see that as a Spider-Man game. You know, uh, yeah, I guess like the traversal and like yeah. the the run. Yeah, that would be cool. Like you know, what? it's funny because the Amazing Spider-Man trailer, people are making Mirror's Edge jokes because it's got like first-person parkour in the trailer. Okay, so yeah, uh, so they're just making Mirror's Edge then. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that does look like Mirror's Edge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm beginning to think they're tied together. Is it what what company is doing? Uh, is Phoenix? Oh, yeah. it's Phoenix. Activision Phoenix. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So the guys that made Edge of Time. Good luck. Oh Jesus! Luck with that. Yeah, that should be great. That was. I don't, did you play Edge of Time? Uh, I played Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, I played Shattered Dimensions as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If we don't, we didn't play it in the last week, though, so we'll just <laughs> we'll just leave. Uh, it. Okay. Not there. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, uh, I also played uh, the cat that got the milk. Have you <laughs> have you heard of this game? No. All right. Has so, anyone? Um, probably not. Uh, I saw it uh, on like Shack News or something like that. I was just looking okay. it up. And we're talking about uh, like any pick of the week, so it's free game. It's 18 stages long. You can pretty much beat the whole thing in about 10 minutes. You're, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. So you're a cat, uh, and and it just I like it. It just keeps constantly moving in one direction the whole time, and the only direction you can change is to have the cat go either up or down. And it's effectively like you're going through a maze. And it starts off, it starts off like weirdly abstract, but then it gets like oh. really, really weirdly abstract, and it, it's like it's literally like you're moving through paintings at, at uh, okay, portions of this, and like it's it's cool. Like the, it'll start you off on like these static stages, and then like eventually the static stages. So you'll just get a couple of stages that are all very very set in their ways, and then finally it'll just like move on to one where. Uh, there'll be like different moving parts, or like the the world will only change when you actually finally hit the correct uh, part that you were supposed to like make it to. It's really interesting. It, it looks great. Four people wow. made it, uh, and yeah, it's a free downloadable game, and I would highly recommend checking it out. That's that actually. I've, I've just pulled up like a little YouTube. thing. It looks it. crazy, right? It looks crazy. It looks awesome. Yeah, I'm going to download this. Yeah, download. I, when I first saw like the first picture I saw of it, you know, it looked like um. 
uh, worker and parasite <laughs> <laughs> from the Simpsons. Yes, yes, kind of. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, uh, so again, completely sold. But yeah, that's crazy ass art style. Yeah. I, I'm in. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I don't even understand what's going. There's just like geometrical shapes flying around yeah. in one thing I saw, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, it's totally cool. Yeah, so yeah, if you if you get a chance, definitely check that out. It's a quick game. It's yeah, it's free. You can get the soundtrack to it for free as well. That's on Bandcamp right now, and yeah. uh, check it out. And and it's a uh, a ten to fifteen minute long experience. Wow. Yeah, that's all it takes. Well, all right, I'm in. Yeah, no, yeah, that's no, that's pretty much it. Uh, and all right, I've one other game that I played this week. Okay. Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. All right, lay it on me. All right. How is it? Yo, yo, the game is Chrono Trigger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so it's Chrono Trigger, but is it? How good of a Chrono Trigger is it? It's okay. So I'm only like two and a half hours, three hours in right now. I, I've finished up with the first episode. There's seven episodes altogether. I finished up with the first one. Oh, it's uh, so you're you're pretty much you start as Lightning from uh, Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, and then eventually you're she like starts training Noel, who I believe was also in Final Fantasy 13. Wait, it's like a that... time traveler guy. Okay. Oh, uh, and so like. Then she uh, like sh- that's all like tutorial section. She's teaching you how to fight along with her. You're fighting as her. Uh, you're doing you know way better than you will actually be doing once you start taking control of Sarah uh, and Noel. <laughs> so pretty much, it's they're just starting you super powered up. Yeah, yeah, they're starting you super powered up, getting you used to everything, and then you you get kind of thrown back into I believe where you well no so like the the whole thing is that Sarah remembers what happens in Final Fantasy 13 and no one believes her. So we're starting off with, you know, effectively a uh, a protagonist that's lost his memory, like so many other great JRPGs of the past. And then, okay. but is it okay? I mean, like Earthbound, that started like everyone loses their memory in every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, but but like, yeah, but so no one else. But the, the twist here is that she remembers everything, and no one else does. Okay. Oh, uh, right. but. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same battle system from Final Fantasy thirteen. Which that battle system was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was. I really like the battle system in Final Fantasy twelve. Like, I was very happy with that. The um, the what's it called? What was that one called again? I can't remember. It was something. It was. They had a name for it, and it was pretty much again. It was like MMO. Like you set like. <laughs> yeah, it this, was. It was very similar, is- but like it was changed like just a little bit. I guess like they didn't have like the. I don't think it had the roles. You could you could define exactly what your character would do, but it wasn't like Ravenger role or combat role or whatever. It was yeah, yeah it, but yeah, you could then like yeah, you could set like whatever the number of uh, slots that you had open uh and there would just be like a bunch of like if then statements of what to do, what your character would do. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which was I mean, yeah, I I kind of like that because I like programming and things like that. Gambit system. Gambit system. That's, That's it. Called. There you go. Did you just look that up? I did. Okay, good. Because my internet is not going great right now, so I'm going to leave. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Final Fantasy twelve. I never got huge into. No, I, w- I think I put 54 hours into that game in four days. Wow. That was, like, I was I was deep into that For game. Deep. That was, yeah, I was, yeah, that that was, that kind of brought me back into the series, and then Final Fantasy XIII kind of kicked me right back out of the series. Well, Final Fantasy XIII, it was, 
I actually I did like I, I did like the paradigm system. Um Yeah, no, the paradigm system was pretty good. I thought that was pretty cool. I think it was just mainly the story and the S- linearity it got so frustrating. Slow, so linear. Yeah, no, that you're you're totally right. And one thing that I will say for uh 13.2 is that it's starting off pretty linearly, but it opens up much quicker than Final Fantasy well, 13 did. I mean, when people were like Oh, you got to stick with thirteen. After twenty-five hours, it opens up. Like no, then then that's, that's a, it doesn't really open up. <laughs> like, that's a terrible endorsement. That's not something I want to play. I don't want to like if I'm used to having these games just kind of like start off with a bang and then just keep going from there. I do not want to wait twenty-five hours to start enjoying a game. There are other games. There are games that I could complete in that time that I would have a great experience with. Yeah, and uh, I think there was cool. There was. Cool things about Final Fantasy XIII, it didn't quite come together. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, they just, they've invested so much in that universe. Yes. And after that first I was... one, I don't want to spend that much time in it. Yeah, I could see and that, that. That's the problem. And, and I got to say, like, are you playing, you're playing as Lightning's sister, right? What's her name? Yeah, Sarah. Is she the one that has the terrible anime voice? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's sort of everybody, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's so was... anime moments in this, like she's a school teacher, and like you, you see her kids, and her kids are telling like how terrible she is, and she's like, "I'm not really that bad, am I?" <laughs> I don't know. It's the the storytelling in the Final Fantasy series. I feel like they've been resting on their laurels for a while with it. Yes. They got to try to do something a little. They got to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, they've got to do something to it. Because because I think that like you can still have turn-based gameplay. That can still be, you know, your your way of anchoring things out. I think there's a lot of room for it still. Um, but I think that like you have to engage people on the combat side or on the story side a lot if you're right. going to only focus on, you know, making one the real anchor. Right. Ideally both, but like that would be good. Uh, but I think that you you need to, you know, break something new with one of those. Yes, and no, I think I'm that totally they, they have the paradigm system, which is cool. But it's still again, it's still going to be turn based. You're still going to have a lot of not dead time, but a lot of time when you're you know in between making decisions. Battles are going to take a while. You need that incentive to get to the next one. Right. Um. Yeah. All right. So there are a couple of cool things about. 13.2 that I would kind of want to mention. Well, they do an interesting thing with uh, with some cutscenes where you'll actually be playing. Like, there'll be a little uh, icon in the top left corner of the screen that'll say live. So it, it is technically a cutscene, and you can skip it if you want to, but you can move around as your character, <laughs> and you're supposed to, like, go and talk to people. Oh. And, like, uh, so, and then you'll eventually get out of the cutscene that way. There are also things called live triggers, which will happen uh, during a conversation. It'll be, you know, it, it's kind of, I don't want to say Mass Effect-y, uh, but it's just, it like, like a, it's just a dialogue option. That Oh, okay. That, I thought it was like Metal Gear when you're like supposed to hit things during the cutscenes. No, there's that too. That, that's the cinematic action sequences where you'll be watching a cutscene and then all of a sudden it'll just say cinematic action in the top left-hand corner and you'll know that a quick time event is about to happen. Cinematic action. <laughs> cinematic action. And so, yeah, and that's you know what I'm actually kind of happy that they do tell me that because I'm very used to just putting the controller down during a cutscene, and I've well, screwed up a lot of quick. Time that's what would happen during Metal Gear Solid Four for me. I would <laughs> set down the, the the controller because it, they're a million years long, right. and I'd end up like not hitting whatever stupid thing I was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm digging Final Fantasy 13 too so far, and I will. I'm assuming that I will get further than I did into Final Fantasy 13 because I only okay. made it like 10 hours into 13 before I would. I just got tired. Uh, I, I mean, it sounds it sounds a lot more promising. It, it, yeah, uh, so far I definitely. Think that's good. So okay, you know, yeah. well, so I, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah. Check it. Yeah, no. If I uh, if I get through it quickly enough, I'll 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 lend it over to you. Um, hey, I like the sound of that. Yeah, I figured you would. Um, and I think that's about it for me. I do have another question for you, though, Alex. Yes. Have okay. you purchased any games within the last week that you may not have played yet? Uh, have I purchased any games? Um, because we're known for just buying random games. La- just, I mean, oh. I bought Happy Action Theater today. All right, there you go. You bought Happy. All right, very good. Uh, have I bought anything else? I've actually not bought anything. Yeah, I I bought Final I, Fantasy, and that and that's been it. Like um, I, kind I haven't of bought a retail game in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Final. Oh. I didn't even know Final Fantasy Thirteen was coming out. Or Thirteen Two was coming out this week, and I just happened to look at like a list of things that are coming out, and it was like Final Fantasy Thirteen Two and Never Dead, and I didn't <sighs> think Never Dead was ever going to come out. So both of these things kind of surprised me. People are not liking Never Dead. People do not like Never Dead, and I kind I wanted to get I wanted to get this game because I kind of liked how some of the previews had looked for it. But well, it's it's Rebellion. I mean, it's the yeah. guys that did uh, EVP. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can go. Oh, then it all comes oh. together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it makes sense. Well, all right. I played that new AVP. Oh, how was that? It wasn't great. No, yeah. I really wanted. To be, I loved the old one. Yeah, you were a big fan of the old one. I loved the old one. It was just. It was fun, and um, you know, I liked having the different campaign. Like again, it was like that came out like ninety nine. Yes. So I was 14, I mean, or so. Like, I, I was just into aliens and predators and just being able to kill those things. And Yeah. Uh, it was fun as the novelty. Teenage boy's dream. Like, those things always look great when we were younger. And then, like, when we go back to play them now, it's just sort of... Yeah. It's, oh. Nostalgia <laughs> uh, does not a good game make. No, that was well put. Um, but you know um what about you wait so besides those ones have you bought anything stupid recently have i bought anything stupid not off the top of my head uh i'm gonna be buying one of the i haven't bought the uh video capture unit yet but i will be buying that soon um but that's about that's about it. Yeah, I've been right. spending my money on food recently, well, so that's been good. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Well, you know, Tig's one of the staples of the grief. You know, the reason we call it the grief podcast. Yes. You know why? Do you know why? why? So tell the people at home. Oh, because we like to issue each other really bad games to play. Yeah, it's like that's it's, why we that's why we call it grief, right? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's it's we like to inflict pain on each other. Yeah, that's pretty much what goes. pain in our own lives. Um, so at the end of this, we'll each be revealing what game the other has. I don't know. What are we giving it? Two weeks, month, whatever. Depends. Yeah, when, yeah. We'll um, do a check-in next week and see how it's going, and then we'll you know go from there. Yeah. So it'll be some crappy game that the other has to play. Yes. Um. So I would like to say, you know, I, I decided that this time I'm going to be telling you the positive things okay. that people had to say about this game. Okay, great. Um, so, let's see. I'm on Metacritic, and Metacritic user uh, <laughs> Cab Ruler 
All right. All right. <laughs> he said, solid game, good story, and good gameplay. I'm surprised by the negative reviews. Oh, God. All right. All right. Let me, all right, let me check out the Metacritic for what I'm going to be giving you. Um, so, uh, surprisingly, the one that I'm going to give you has no user reviews whatsoever and has seven negative critic reviews. Wow. Okay. All right. So, and then I'm going to read you this one from a ZT Game Domain. Okay. <laughs> Uh, with its dodgy controls and dull combat, it is hard to recommend this game to anybody, even a real retro brawler fan. Retro brawler. Yeah, so that's a little clue for you. You know, think of, think about that. Mull it over. Maybe you'll come up with it at some point. <laughs> and if you don't, you know, I'll tell you at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Metacritic user Mohawk Mike. Okay. Uh, he had this to say. Uh, this is paraphrasing in the middle. You'll essentially move from section to section, and you beat up a huge group of enemies. <laughs> this is a positive review, by the way. Okay. Then some more enemies. Then some more enemies. <laughs> okay. With bigger, meaner enemies. That uh, that sense doesn't make sense. Uh, that's actually what it says. Then some more enemies, comma with bigger, meaner enemies. Oh. So are you beating up enemies with enemies? Okay. That so like on and so forth. It's a beat 'em up game, plain so, and simple. Are we are we pretty much each issuing a beat 'em up to the other person? I this think week? so. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um. All right. So yeah, that that's a little bit of a tease. Um, can you guess I'm what this game's dark? Because I can't guess what mine is yet. So I can't guess what mine is either. So let's, let's just keep going with it. Uh. So let's get onto the topic of wait, the week. Hold on. Let me think for a second here. Is my game? Slaughterhouse? Is that what you're giving me? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't say. I will not say. <laughs> okay. It just sounds, I don't know. That's the that's the only thing that came to my mind. All right. Uh, so no, do not you uh, See, I'm not going to give you the score on Metacritic yet. Okay. I don't want you to d- decipher it from that. I've already given you I've already given you the score, so, you know. This, what was it again? Uh, you gave it earlier. Oh, oh, I don't actually maybe I did. Yeah. Uh, it is a 26. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? We'll see what happens. So, topic I of the week. <laughs> topic of the week. You know, why do you like playing some games? Do you like the characters? I mean, I think that's usually one of the things that kind of draws uh, me into the game. I mean, initially, that's that's the only real window that you have into the game, especially when just first starting it up. Uh, kind of learning about your character, who you are in the world, and why you're there. Because if those things don't mean anything to you as a player immediately you're just not going to be in the game you don't yeah want and, and and i think that there's games that live and die by their characters yes very much so um and i think that there's some that i will give the benefit of the doubt to uh just because i have a connection to that character yeah uh even if you know things sometimes don't necessarily go great sure. uh with the game um but you know you you you, you want to see that character story. You, if you're invested enough in the character, you want to see the story play out. You know. Yeah, and I think that there's some people that you know really kind of know how to feel like actual dynamic people. Yes, uh, I think that. I guess we're you know going to start off. You know, probably my favorite protagonist. You know, character of the last you know few years would have to be Nathan Drake, and I right. think that's a pretty easy one. Um, but he's just, he's enjoyable. Like you like listening to him 
talk throughout the entire time. You know, it's it's like a John McClane type of thing where you're just like you, you you love watching McClane do everything, and he'll do it all by himself, but he'll be talking to himself the whole time, so it's funny and and it's just charming. Well, well, especially like we're a generation of of dudes that like loved you know like Harrison Ford, right? That like loved Indiana Jones and Han Solo, and they pretty much put those two into a blender. Yep. <laughs> and and created Nathan Drake, Nathan and I Drake think that, that yeah, that just that gooey gooey Han Solo. <laughs> God, <laughs> Harrison Ford juice. Um, oh Jesus! So well, I don't know where that came. That, <laughs> that was interesting. Got weirder. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> no, but um, I think that like you know, even Uncharted One, you're like, okay, you know, the gameplay maybe you know a little lacking, but this is engaging because of you know this person and two became like a full flat. Like the fact that like you know there are shades of gray. Right. Uh, with them, like you know, the the the, the kind of complex, you know, relationship kind of structure, which I think we mentioned was probably the best part of Uncharted Two, is just you know, watching the characters play off each other. Yes. Um, and even when Three couldn't quite recapture that, just having him back, like, felt good. Like it was you good. know, felt back at home almost. Like yeah. it was, it was just, it's a character that you like to see. Just hanging out um, with an old friend. Exactly, yeah. just, dude. You just want to grab a couple brewskis. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just, watch the watch the old game. Hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to go hang out? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, game. <laughs> That's why I'm playing you, game. Because <laughs> I don't game. have real people to hang out with. Game. I didn't go out tonight. I'm playing with you. That's why I said that. That's why I'm doing this thing. Game. Do Do you hear me? Can Why won't you respond to me? Stop responding to that other person. Respond to me. Hey, you're not washing your hair. You're in my PS3. <laughs> that was pretty hey, good. Hey, game. Game, your mom's not calling you. <laughs> I'm here for you, though, game. She's not going to call, but you know what? I'm here for you. Yeah. You know what? Your, your girlfriend walked away, game. Your girlfriend's gone. Do you know who's here for you? Tiggs is here for you. Tiggs <laughs> is always going to be here for you. Until I sell you back to get another game. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, <laughs> then yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, you know who I liked as a protagonist uh, was uh, Cole from Infamous. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he was a little, you know, he, for me, he was a little too gravelly. He, yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but there was something lost in Infamous 2. Where I know yeah. they changed the voice actor over, and I, I know that they changed it back. Did they change it back? I thought they just. Oh no, that was the look. Yeah, yeah, the look was yeah. They had completely. Uh, I don't even. They made him sort of what that was like Anakin Skywalker in Episode Three almost. He was just like they super like, emo. Hair helmet. Yeah. Um, look. And then yeah, but they they got the new voice actor, and you know what? Like that. Inf- Infamous was a pretty big selling game, and that was a. That was like an important game in the PlayStation 3's life cycle. Oh, I mean, they gained like a, another mascot pretty much. Yeah. Like, if you think like PlayStation has added more like brand ambassadors. Yes, yes, they have. In the last like four years than any other, you know, major competing console. The other two. This is very good. This is kind of an off-topic right now, but have you seen the Sonic the Hedgehog commercials in the or uh, <sighs> where it's like uh, they're trying to sell insurance to Sonic the Hedgehog? 
Yeah. Is that the most ridiculous like, thing you've ever seen? Slow down, Sonic. That was it's so terrible. I just oh uh, okay. So anyway, back to Infamous. Uh, like, why about, does Sonic need insurance? I know, really. He's a cartoon character. Like, come on. Also, do you cover the shit that he deals with? No, you definitely don't. Do like giant robots that like attack and shoot out lasers. Are you going to cover that? What's Wait. his ring deductible? <laughs> How much does he have to pay? Like, honestly, is it is it less than I'm paying right now? Because if Sonic the Hedgehog is paying less than I'm paying right oh. now, I'm switching. This is co- costing me an arm and a Chaos Emerald. <laughs> Nicely done. Hey, <laughs> All right. Um, um. So, <laughs> I can't remember where we were. All right, so Cole... But it's like, think about if they had changed uh, Nolan North in Uncharted 2. Oh. Like, that wouldn't have... Yeah. Would not feel the same. Um, I didn't play Infamous Two, but I loved Infamous One. I loved Infamous One. I I played a bunch of Infamous Two, and I just kind of, I just kind of fell off at one point where I was just getting bored with the story and bored with what was going on. Oh, I don't remember what the friend's name was in he, Infamous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was much better in Infamous Two, but again, you're not really playing as him, and I don't. And it's not his story really. And I'm Cole, and I want Cole to be, I want Cole to be awesome. Like I want Cole to be as I remember him from Infamous One. Like that was just... weird. Do you think it's weird using Street for credit for Street Fighter Cross Tekken? What do you mean? Um, he's a character in that. Is he really? Yeah. Wait, Zeke is or, or Cole? That's Zeke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cole. Oh, okay. If, if Zeke was, if, I would love that if they had like a sidekick fighting game. That would be amazing. Like Sully versus Zeke. That would be fine with me. Like. Like Navi versus uh, Tails. Oh my God! <laughs> Can we make Tony Hawk? Make <laughs> Tony this Hawk, game. Make, what are you doing, Tony Hawk? We have we just gave you gold. You go for Bam. it. Bam! Bam! What's Jesus. up with you? Oh, uh, so um, what? What other? What are some other good protagonists that we've actually seen within the last few years? Bayonetta was really great. In a ridiculous way. In a ridiculous I mean, like way. I but, think that there's a lot of. I mean. Platinum Games, yeah, is fucking crazy, and that was actually the first Platinum Games game, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but like, as far as female protagonists go, you don't usually see very many. Like, I mean, they 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 completely fucked Samus, and Samus was a hardcore female protagonist, and then they just kind of they made her a, just whiny, and so mm-hmm. you'll see that happening with women protagonists in games and i think that bayonetta was just she was never i mean she was a witch but whatever she was never apologetic for anything that she did she and she was just batshit crazy the whole time and it was awesome and her and her hair was her clothes (laughs) her hair was her clothes as well but the problem is yeah again like but she was also hypersexualized too which is is kind of yeah that's which is a a really hard thing in games because you want to be like you want them to be like hey this Female, oh, he's revving his, his motorcycle again. Uh, <laughs> uh, he wants to be on the podcast. Just invite him. I know. <laughs> you, you want them to be like, okay, this person can own their sexuality and do things like that. But it's hard in that context when like they're getting naked doing attacks because it's not something that's like empowering necessarily. No, it's like, not, oh, you see yeah. it in my booty. Yeah, you're, um, you're right. Sarah Palin looking British woman. That's so weird. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I can't really argue with that that but metroid other m was i actually didn't mind it gameplay wise i know no, a lot of people hated it um but i think that the cutscenes. scenes this is the first time you're hearing samus talk and yeah. like 
you want to identify with her as like a badass because she is a badass yeah she's 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 literally killed planets full of aliens she's a bounty hunter and i actually like understand giving her like a maybe like some degree of maybe remorse or something of what she's done i can understand that like but they made her so whiny it was like reading a 17 year old's live journal yes it was it it really was like that yeah. Voice was terrible. Voice was god awful. I don't Again, it's that anime like it's that really squeaky girl anime voice. Which you just I don't know, like maybe just because whenever Samus was talking or whatever, it was always just text on screen before that, but I never really had like Samus was Sarah Connor. Like that was the voice that I had. Yeah. Sarah Connor from T two. Like that's what that's what Samus was to me before that game came out. And I feel like they've had to kind of retreat on Sam has since then. Yeah, yeah, they have. Like, it's been two years now. That's crazy. It's actually been that long. Wow. Yeah, pretty quiet on the Metroid front. Pretty quiet. Yeah, it's like I, I would imagine that they would be doing like a 3DS game for Metroid at some point, right? Like, wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, I mean, uh, man, a Metroid game on 3DS would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, like, you even just put out that. What was the the Metroid game for the DS? Came out like right away. Hunters. Yeah, Hunters. Yeah, I can just. I mean, you've done more egregious uh, bastardizations of your games before. Just put that out in 3D. Hunters wasn't terrible. I no, mean, Hunters was first, very good. Yeah. First person shooters never worked great in the DS. Nope. Such a weird system they always had for them. Um, yeah, because they had they tried to make the joystick you touching the screen, which just doesn't work. I'm sorry, it doesn't work <laughs> because I mean, you're losing the whole all the face buttons. Yeah, any fidelity with them, any any opportunity to like switch weapons faster, do anything like that. Like it's you know mapping all that stuff to a, a you know capacitive touchscreen doesn't work. No, um, <laughs> which also Nintendo stopped using capacitive touchscreens. Yeah, in case you were wondering, Nintendo, that's that's our key. Tony Hawk. Talk to Nintendo. Tony Hawk, please talk some sense to them. I. I hate the fact that Wii U is going to be single touch. That is kind of, I don't know what's going to go on with Wii U. I mean, I'm waiting to see what the next reveal of the Wii U is because I guess they've done some changes to it. And yeah. there's going to be a bunch of hardware updates and hopefully like all the size, like all the moments where we side during those presentations are all going to be, you know, joyful. This well, time. It's going to be nice to actually see stuff running on it. Yeah, that's true. Because everything was Xbox. Um, yeah, it was Xbox. It was just Xbox was, footage. Yeah. Xbox found footage. It was little Blair Witch Project <laughs> from the Xbox. Yo, I'm going to see that Chronicle, I think, this weekend. Are you really going to? Yeah, looks, it doesn't look too bad. People like it. Yeah. I'm sick of found footage movies. I do not like them. <laughs> Chronicle. You're going to go for it? But I'm going to go for it. Nice. Oh, God. I saw that Mia Jovovich one. Oh, uh, the, the third, third kind. kind. Yeah, that was not very good. <laughs> that was so bad. That was a really I like bad. that. Is like you had to watch side by side the fake movie and then the fake fake movie. Yeah, Wait. that was so stupid. That I mean, oh, it was just like twice the crap on the screen at once. Like that. Why do I want to be watching this? No, I don't want to be watching it. Mila Jovovich, go do another. Resident Evil movie. Who cares? Oh, you are. Oh, wait, you oh, are. Wait, you are. Oh, that was in between. Oh, crap. All right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, as far as protagonists go, with like thinking of, uh, I guess we we talked about females a little bit, but some male protagonists, all. Just like your father.
rogue esque character. Yeah. Um, you know, you're Nathan Drake, I guess, pretty much. Um, but you, yeah, I, I think a lot of times now they do try to make characters somewhat of an avatar for you. You know, when they are in RPGs, you know, letting you have some some degree of customization. Um, you know, which is which which can be okay. I mean, I think that unless they're third person, you don't really get a huge sense of attachment. Yes. Um, I think that that's something that kind of comes with that territory. I think that the Space Marine gruff character is something that needs to go away. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's going to anytime soon. No, it's not. I mean, it hasn't the last however many years. Five years. Yeah. Um, it's only gotten, it's just gotten more, just, it's just everywhere now. It's, I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and I think that like Marcus Phoenix wasn't the one you were really tied to in the, for instance, the Gears series. I mean, yeah. the one that they gave the emotional beats was Dom. Yes. And, and you uh, didn't play as well, Dom. Well, you could have if you're the second player, but like That's it true. wasn't the focus of the story. It yeah. wasn't his dad you were looking for. You know, those kind of fell a little flat. Um, but I mean, that's still a character that you were with for what, three games, and he ended up not necessarily hating him, but at the same time being kind of lukewarm to their fate. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that, like, the fact that I think a lot of, maybe a lot of, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I think that they, a lot of times feel that they need to give kind of a, you know, a s- exaggerated Superman-ish type character. Yes. Um, that like, that just like, upon seeing for the first time, you're just like, oh, this guy could kick my ass and probably the whole city block that I'm on right, right now. And, like, and I, I guess if you're creating like ultra violence in a, it does kind of make game, sense. Yeah, you need someone that is um, personifies you know, ultra violence. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is okay with that. But and I guess, but at the same time, you know, because then at that point you get maybe the Nathan Drakes that are laughing and making jokes, but at the same time killing hundreds of people. I guess that's right. a weird exposition. It is. It is Marcus weird. Phoenix. I do believe could kill hundreds of things and not care. Yeah. Because he's gruff and he'll just keep talking like this. Oh, crap. Grubs. Grubs. Scratch one. Nice. Do you want to watch Top Chef tonight? (laughs) Nice. Dinner's at nine. What do the people in that universe do in between, like, wars? Like, how do they, like... I don't think that I, they just wait for the next war or they just like go around looking for a war. Like I, I, that is, that's my impression of what goes on in the gears of war universe. It's like, if there is not a war going on on the planet, they are on at that point, they're going to go find a planet with a war or start a war on a planet. Oh, the wedding planner again, <laughs> Jack and Jill. Seriously. Do we have to see that? Crap. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a catchphrase that he says. No, but well, yeah, that's fine. So, what do you think about uh, like a silent protagonist versus uh, so like uh, a vocal protagonist? Well, I, I think if you have a silent protagonist, you have to put them in a pretty immersive world. Yes, I think that you know Valve, for instance, is great with contextual storytelling. Right. So is Rockstar. Your Rockstar, you know, with uh, Grand Theft Auto Three. I thought that was yeah. That was great. Like I kind of fell off of Vice City just because my 
my protagonist started talking within like the first five seconds of the game. I was like, I don't want to play this. I want my guy to be silent the whole time. I don't play the crap out of Vice City. Vice City. I mean, yeah, Vice City was very good. Not gonna lie. Um, but but three was great too. And and I think that again, like you know, Gordon Freeman is oh, yeah. someone that you know that world feels real and the characters and it all feel real and you you don't mind that he's not talking because everything is going on that, that it's kind of giving him a personality yeah yeah it's just like the things that he does are are his personality and he doesn't really need to yeah he doesn't need to say anything in order to make you believe anything more than what he's doing uh well you're like elder scrolls i don't think there's ever been i think this has all been silent protagonists correct yeah, and, and I mean, and same thing with Fallout. With Fallout. Yeah. And, and I think that, again, it's like those are places that react to you enough and to grandiose scale that, like, you feel weight to things. Yes. And I think that when it's someone that doesn't talk and, and there's no repercussions, it's there's no reason to attach any feeling to what you're doing. Right. It's like, the, it's like man with no name sort of type of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's fine. I mean, like you know, Doom guy didn't need to to talk. No, I mean, uh, I don't, he probably wouldn't have been able to, just given the limitations. True, true. Uh, but you know what? Like, I mean, that's not necessarily a situation when you need. You know, that that wasn't the point of that game. And I think if you're in a game one, you know, story matters, and you're trying to progress something explicitly, then you need to have that kind of impact to. To make that work. Yes. Um, and I think that text-based protagonists still work. I, I, think see, that, I do too. Like, you know, I don't think that, again, it matters the medium in which someone's expressed anymore. Um, I, I mean, just think it's the way you do it. Like yours, I mean, after just finishing To the Moon, obviously. Exactly. Case in point. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that, and that game, I mean, from the little bit that I've played so far, that game is just ripe with great characters. Yeah, and and that's that's really why you know why you come to it, and I think that you know the fact that they chose again choosing that medium, you know, made it fit a certain mold, but had it played to nostalgias, which I think is part of it, and maybe you know for sake of you know maybe budget or limitations or anything, uh, but the fact that they worked with it so well and was able to give it depth, right. You know, made it a complete package. I think that, like, you know, for instance, you know, Adam Jensen was probably one of the worst parts of Deus Ex: Human Revolution, right? Um, just because he was just because a- he had a, just because he had like the Christian Bale Batman complex, which is just sort of which is a, a big thing right now. Yeah, and I think that again, I mean, there was you no, know, you you made choices in that game, but I think that the character still felt one dimensional. You still felt like. Maybe that, maybe the world would react, but maybe you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't be changed. I think that you need to also feel, you know, if you have a character that is talking, you know, they need to have a character arc. Yes, and there were um, there really wasn't. I mean, I don't, I, I can't really speak too much because I ended up just stopped playing Deus Ex at one point. But yeah, it just didn't seem like it was like the character arc happened in the first cutscene of that movie or wow of that movie of that game. That <laughs> but you know, I I think that 
games need to be able to give, and I, and I think they did. I mean, again, this doesn't necessarily apply to Deus Ex. I do think they give him some, but uh, I think they do need to be able to give protagonists flaws, right, and make them real people um, without leaning on those as a crutch, right. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good philosophy to go by. Yeah, and I think Max Payne, for instance, is one. Uh, you know that it worked. Um, yes, and it was definitely a, a a stereotype, and it was something that played to a, a specific thing. Uh, but I think they they played that well enough and didn't. You they know, knew what the yeah. It was still it was interesting just like to to have that character and to have what was going on around him and just like to see the shit that he was going through just like just in his nightmares and everything like that. It was just, it gave you just a greater sense of depth into that character. Yeah. And and I think that you, you know, you were okay with making leaps when things would get ridiculous with it. Right. Um, you know, because you had some sort of, you know, shared experience with that character at some point. Sure. What do you think? Uh, what did you think about Alan Wake? Uh, I, I mean, as a character, not yeah. As a character, I think that kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like that. I mean, again, I, as I said before, I, I do like that game a lot. I think that you know, sometimes when it's like a fish out of water type thing, that's a a, a time when the protagonist becomes a little bit more vanilla right. because they're reacting to things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that he's kind of entwined in the mythology and the mystery of it. I that do like that. And I think that, like, um, I know you haven't beaten it, right? No, I have not. Okay. I'm pretty, so, I, know, I think I know how everything ends, though. So I don't think you're going to spoil anything. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I think that you, you know, I was pretty, you know, along with them um, for the most part. I think that, you know, Technologically, they all had dead eyes, which didn't help. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, that is kind of something. <laughs> but I think that you know he was done. I mean, you'd you'd hope that a game about a writer would have you know really top notch writing, um, <laughs> and it doesn't all the time. But I still uh-huh. think that he was, you know, he was written well enough that I was. Uh, okay with everything that was going on and I was like able to let myself get into like the you know attempts at being Lynchian right yeah um, you know I, I was with it and I wanted to see that play out and he was you know they set him up enough and his control of the world became cool enough that I did want to pick up those next pages of a book I did want to see what was happening you know I think that they added enough again kind of incentives throughout the game to make me want to see more of that story Right. I think that in that case, yeah, it's called Alan Wake. He's like the headlining thing there. But I think there's enough carrots, other carrots on the stick. To just make it wise. Yeah. That even when he felt short and was kind of, you know, occasionally go one dimensional and yes, sometimes stereotypical. No, that was okay. I do think that you got to see like the fact that you saw a lot of different creative works that he did, I think was cool. Like all the different Night Springs episodes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's all great. And that's, that stuff is him. That's like amazing. things that. That's like the best part of the game. Yeah, um, was like standing and watching those episodes. That's good stuff. So, like, any other any other characters that come to mind that are that, that just like kind of hit you over the head with being great or anything like that? Just of the last I mean, few years, Rose the third. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but th- I mean, that's so much of your your own 
like you get to make that character your own, and then but that character's like, reacting as a normal person would in a crazy world, for the most part. Oh, but it's crazy. I mean, everything's crazy in that world. That's true. But I think that it's amazing again that they that Volition put multiple voice actors in yeah. for the same role. Yes. And was able to do that and have you know there are through lines. You know, I might have you know the same. I don't know what what voice did you use. Oh, I used uh, standard uh, male voice, I think. Oh, I used the British male voice. I did not use a British male voice. I, yeah, I but, when I see, I made my character from Saints Row Two all over again because that was the only character I was like, you know, just dude with dreads and everything. It's just like this is exactly what I want to play. But see, don't you think that's an awesome Looks thing? Like Little Wayne. <laughs> but don't you think that's an awesome thing that we can have the same dialogue for the same character? Yes. And have it be a completely different experience that I'm, we're both attached to in different ways? Yeah, no, I think that is great. And I, I think that it takes kind of like a very uh, very precise storytelling in order to actually get that across. And, and a very well done writing in order to be able to, to... I mean, and it's not just the male voices because there's a lot of female voices. There's three different female voice actors for the characters as well. Uh, and the zombie. And the zombie, yeah. And it, I mean, I, I didn't play as the zombie, so I can't actually speak to that. But... They did a great job when uh, when I switched over to play as a female for a few hours uh, to get the achievement for it. Uh, I've I never felt like I still felt like I was playing my character, even though it was a female, even though there was a different voice to it. I still felt like this character knows exactly how I feel in this world, and and it's just playing to everything that I that I wanted to do. Yeah, and I think that's really um, a really big accomplishment that they were able to do that. Uh, I I think that. It, I think maybe, maybe that ends up speaking more to the world than the character. Yeah. But I think I still have a connection to my character that makes it mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Which I think even my Dovahkiin, I might not have that completely. No. I, I think. Mean, but that, I, I think a lot of that. Well, maybe not a lot of it, but a lot of it. Well, of course, I just said not. Anyway, uh, the first person perspective versus third person perspective. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, my shepherd, I'm completely attached to. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Was. Like, I, I. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I lost all my data. I have to replay both Mass Effects in the next month. Yeah, I mean, you got to get ready for Mass Effect Three, but now you can actually get the the correct endings that you want out of the games. So it's true, which isn't a bad thing. But I mean, I would say Shepard might be one of the best characters to come out. I, again, I think that's. I mean, there is only one voice actor for each male and female side, but I think it's still the same thing that I think people, you know. It's one of those things where people customize, people do that stuff. They still have that same shared experience, but still have that individual ownership. Right. Which I think is the best thing for RPGs. Yes, yes. That is I think that's a high point. RPGs. That's like a, a pinnacle for those is like, yes, allow for customization, but allowed for, you know, for people to be able to talk about stuff and exchange like the stories about it. Because that's part of those things. Part of the best part about playing Skyrim um, when you're not playing it is talking to people is being like, Oh man, can you believe what happened when you did this part? Yes. And so I'm being like, what? Something completely different happened for me. Yeah. And, and yeah, th- that's that's an insanely dynamic world that they have built. And yeah. Uh, and I I just think that, you know, with you know, maybe someday with things like connect and move, you know, with the camera stuff, you know, maybe you know, you'll start putting your face more. I know Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah, that happened. To that. You could put your face on your guy. You know, maybe at some point that'll be like a little bit more substantial. You think like using like the Mies and 
in uh, different uh, games on the Wii and stuff like that. Like, uh, <laughs> or even using your uh, avatar, avatar in uh, in Crash Course. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Crash Course is all right, though. Yeah, no, Crash uh, Course is great. Love Crash Course. You know, I think that, you know, there's a difference in using that as a novelty and using it to enhance an experience. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I think if I if I was using, you know, if I was using myself as a avatar in Skyrim um, and I had a way to customize I mean, that could be cool. But also potentially in those kind of games, you don't always want to play as yourself. No. I mean, yeah, that, that's a, I mean, I guess it depends on how you actually play your RPGs. Because there are a lot of people who are just, you know, pick up an RPG and they immediately think they're just going to choose every, you know, quote unquote bad decision that you can make and just be what, an evil ass character. What, what are you? I, I usually try, I just go good. Like immediately, I'm, I plays the good character. I'm always good in everything, yeah. and I try. I'm try. I even tried with Old Republic to go bad. I'm Imperial. I was like, okay, I'm committing to this. I'm gonna be evil. I've only made one evil decision the whole time because I feel like everything's set up to make you want. Like, I'm not gonna kill this kid's dad in front of him. Like, yeah. I can't make myself do that. It's just. It's like if you're evil, then you are like an you are Hitler. Like that's where it comes. Yeah. To. Like that's how. That's what evilness in games is uh, equivalent to. Which, you know, whatever. I guess, I guess that's one way to go about it. I mean, I guess when you're trying to make a, a game that's going to stand out and just sort of be like, no, there's a reason that you're playing this game, then your character should probably be an extreme. Like, yeah. there's a reason for your character to be here. Like, they are an extreme. No, and I, and I think so. And I guess when you, you have a only you know set amount of endings or paths that you can go across you know it, it makes shades of gray hard yeah um you know you need to have i guess like set cutoffs for things to you know make them viable to program yes um i imagine you know uh but at the same time you know it, sometimes when you introduce those those mechanics and then have that breakdown you know it, it can take you out of that reality because Again, you know, you might say, you know, in the old republic, I might say, you know, I don't want this kid to go to that Sith training camp, but at the same time, I don't want him to, you know, go to this other place he's going to go. Like, can't I do talk this person is, you know, dad into doing this? Yeah. That was something I was dealt with. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know, I, I wasn't satisfied with anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's like, you know, Things aren't that simple, and I think that you know we're many years off from things being able to be that dynamic right. to accommodate for every kind of yeah. There's just decision too much. in life, but um, or you know, in in Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, in the galaxy, the galaxy far, far away. Uh, but you know, I, I I just think that you know, it makes moralities. I think morality is a topic for another day because think, morality in games is is a tough thing. It is. It's not an easy thing. I mean, it just, yeah, uh, because when you try and actually do Shades of Grey or when you try and make people believe that you're really uh, giving them a choice and the choice is, you know, murder this family in front of, uh, like, their father or whatever, or give them all ice cream, you're just like, Wait, I want to play that game. <laughs> this- <laughs> Tony Hawk. Welcome you to murder, murder or ice cream. <laughs> Press start. Thrill house. <laughs> uh, I've only entered my name. <laughs> well, you know who entered their name? Was 
uh, Metacritic user. Oh, crap. Pillion. If you like kicking ass 110% of the time, this one's for you. <laughs> All right. You know what? what? What's the game? Just tell me what the game is. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we at that time? Yeah, well, I think we're at that. Well, wait. Before we, before we give out the game challenges, what have we taken away from this discussion today? Pieces of the week. Pieces of the week. <laughs> week. Um, I, I guess that, you know, creating a... I don't know, someone that you can identify in a protagonist, I think that they need to be grounded so I mean, it's kind of it sounds like I sound like an idiot. I feel like I'm saying like the most obvious things like trash goes in trash bag. That's why I'm having you give us the thesis of the week, so I don't have to say this stuff. <laughs> no, I think that you need to ground people in a sense of reality even when a situation's yes. crazy. I yes. think that people need multiple dimensions if you're going to introduce them as characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um you, you know, don't over-sexualize. You know, the the characters can just sort of be themselves. And I do think that, like, you know, we I, I'm kind of going backtracking a bit. I think, you know, female protagonists, I do think that, you know, we need a serious game female protagonist because yeah. I think that, you know... There hasn't really it, been... I mean, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, right? That was... Yeah, Beyond Good great one. Um, yeah. I mean... Heavy rain at times. Rain, yeah, at times. Yeah, depending. Yeah. Um, uh, there was. But like, uh, I would love to play a GTA with as a woman or something like that. that and would just actually see be the way that like the world would react. And I think that it's something that you know. I think from a marketing standpoint, I think people are afraid that if a woman's not you know covered in you know scantily. Clad latex. Either yeah, she either has to be that or just be like as delicate as possible. Like those are like. I, I think that there's been like, you know, there's definitely been shades of gray in between. Some you know, some I think that like. Yeah no yeah definitely. I think what they're trying to do with Lara Croft seems cool. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to play the new Tomb Raider. I'm hoping that you know, it's a little less terrible for women. <laughs> Sorry guys. Sorry, yeah, it's not. Yeah, me. So sorry about that. All those years before, that was that was that was pretty bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I think that you know, I want to play as as, you know, depending on the situation, you know, if you're making a serious game, make a serious person. You know, I don't want to be Duke Nukem. No. Anymore. No. Um, you know, I Duke Nukem Forever is a textbook you know example from now on of like how things have changed and people yes. want their games to be taken seriously i mean if that game had come out five years earlier i probably uh, well yeah or 10 years earlier yeah. <laughs> if that game came out when it should have it probably would have flown into the radar as you know mediocre or fine or would have been good i guess for that time um but you know now it would have still been funny at that point. Like people would be like, "Oh, the humor wasn't too ter- terrible." Maybe, but like, it's just it's not. Uh, like I don't want to be that terrible of a person no. in a game, and that's not saying terrible. Like I'd rather be the person giving death instead of ice cream than play as Duke Nukem because right. there's a vileness to him now that there isn't to the person killing the family instead of giving them ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I can't believe I just said that sentence. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? It it works. Yeah. And in your game, by the way. Death Death or Ice Cream? Is that what we're talking about? (laughs) It was Death or Ice Cream made by Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, 
Tony your Hawk's game Chuck. is a 47 on Metacritic, so not that bad. It okay. could be okay. Again, I have a morbid curiosity about it. All right, all right. It let's... is made by the creators of the soon-to-be trilogized to human none other than Silicon Knights' X-Men Destiny. Oh god, I almost gave you this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that was on the list of games that I was going to give you. <laughs> Alright, X-Men Destiny it is. Um, god, I really hope one of these is available on Gamefly right now. Let me check. Yep, yes it is. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so, uh, the company that made your game uh, AGO Games. Ever hear of them? Nope. Neither have I. Your game is The Ass Kickers. What? <laughs> no. The Ass Kickers. Uh, let me see if I can... All right, let's see here. Uh, the Ass Kickers is a fun throwback to older, more difficult beat-em-ups. It has a great art style and fun story. Unfortunately, the game is plagued by problems and glitches. <laughs> that was okay, by The Game Boys. issues. Uh, the Game Boys. The Game Boys gave it that. Uh, Gamer Node says the premise. When did this hum- come out? Uh, July. Never July. heard of this game. July 2011. How did you find it? I searched for crappy games and I found it. it. Also, who are the Game Boys and why don't I go to them every day? I think we're gonna have to start. <laughs> Shit! Can we just can we see if they'll sponsor this podcast? Yeah, we can try. I mean, hey, I'm down for anything. So yeah. Yes. Uh, Enjoy the ass kickers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, that's definitely. It, it looks like you know Streets of Rage. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, Destructoid uh, did not like it. <laughs> Nobody liked it. Nope. Okay. Well, I mean, it seems like there's no redeeming. I, I no redeeming value in this game. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm I'm putting X Men Destiny up to the top of my queue right now. Admit it, part of you is curious to play X Men Destiny. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I, I actually wanted to play this game at one point, and then it would, got panned, and now I actually get to play it. So in a way, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a weird way, you're welcome. Because now you have an excuse. You can be like, oh, I can't oh. believe I've got to play this game. Oh, my gosh. What, how did I turn British all of a sudden? I got uh, to- oi. Oh, I used to talk with the Stones back in the 60s. They keep slagging me off with these bad games they do. <laughs> that was Australian. <laughs> uh, was it? I think so. Oh, God. And on that bit, I think it's time to say goodbye, Alex. Oh, goodbye, Alex. <laughs> goodbye, Alex. Uh, thank you for being here for Griefed. Thank you all for listening to Griefed. Uh, we will be back. Well, actually, uh, tomorrow we're going to be at the uh, New York Game, Game Critics. Uh, what is it? The Game uh, of the Year panel stuff? <laughs> uh, it's the first annual New York uh, Game Critics Association Awards. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you listen to Griefed and this podcast is up before then... You can come and talk to us and be on a podcast if you want, because we will be po- we'll probably this, be podcasting from there. This this podcast probably won't be up in the next twenty hours, will it? <laughs> so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> There's a possibility. If I if I I'll do any editing to this thing and I just kind of throw like a song onto the beginning and end, this could be up in the next thirty minutes. Or you own a time machine. That would be much better. If it wasn't like if it wasn't getting close to midnight, <laughs> I would probably just 
I would probably also, mix it. Also, if you own a time machine, come talk to us. Yeah, talk to us. Yeah, if you want to sponsor our podcast or own a time machine, we are open to both. Or you're Tony Hawk. If you're Tony Hawk and you own a time machine, you should come or, and talk to us. Or Bob Burnquist. Bob, yeah, Bob Burnquist, the bird. That's, right? Isn't he? Isn't Is that his nickname? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this, this Is he a skater or a snowboarder? Uh, he's a skater. Okay. He's the one with like, the giant ramp in his backyard. Really? I'm sure they all have giant ramps in their backyard, but I'm pretty uh, sure Bob Burnquist has like the biggest ramp of all time in his backyard. Is it is it Burn Burn Burnquist? I'm searching Bob Burnquist ramp. Maybe I totally made it up. <laughs> uh, B- Bob Burnquist built the mega ramp. Yep, there you go. It's on buildtheramp.com. <laughs> that's a, that's a site. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, how am I going to figure out how to build this ramp? Oh, oh you should get the buildaramp.com. Oh, how could oh. I? Have, it's so stupid. Oh, ramp ramp built and also, listen to Griefed Podcast, the sponsor of buildaramp.com. Thanks, buildaramp.com. Yes, ramp. All right. All right. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thank you guys and good night. <laughs>